and welcome to the Meditation Conversation. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and today I have with us Justin Rice. Justin is a transformational coach who helps people create the life of their dreams holistically through mindset techniques, meditation, physical fitness, and nutrition. He was raised by a single mom who worked three jobs to support them, and he was devastated by her early death when he was 20. He grew up as a multi-sport athlete with a love for exercise and nutrition and studied exercise science and sports studies at Rutgers. He's worked with NFL athletes and interned as an athletic trainer for Rutgers football team. And after his mother's death, he was inspired to go after acting and modeling, getting published in Essence Magazine as one of the top models to watch out for. He hosts a podcast called The Justin Rice Podcast and has founded Just Integrity, which I love that play on words there. So welcome, Justin. So nice to have you here. Thank you so much for having me, Kara. Thank you. Such a joy. So let's just start at the beginning, so to speak. It seems like sports and movement and nutrition have always been a part of your life and that your mom has also played a very important role. Can you share with us about your childhood and how it helped to shape the mission that you have now? Yes, of course. Um, well, growing up, um, my mom kind of put me right into sports. Um, being that she was working so much, um, she was there for a lot of my sports activities, but that was something she really wanted me to get involved in at a very young age, I guess, to keep me out of trouble, you know, like <laughs> yeah. so, many, so many parents want to do, right? Yeah. Um, so, and I, I really fell in love with, with sports. Um, I played uh, basketball, baseball, football growing up, and many other sports. And um, it really led me down the path of getting into exercise science and nutrition. So mm. as I was kind of learning about, oh, the body, you know, you can train the body in certain ways. I started reading, you know, your men's health magazines. And, you know, that's kind of where things started out for me. And then it evolved, you know, going into college, I started learning about exercise physiology and the the anatomy and physiology that we have and how crazy our bodies are internally mm -hmm. and how they properly function. And uh, I started taking some nutrition courses along the way. And I started to learn that, okay, maybe the things that I'm not learning in my nutrition courses are actually uh, preventing um, ailments from happening, right? Um, a lot of these textbooks are funded by the government, which is, you know, funded by the meat and dairy industry. And I started seeing some of those gaps that were occurring in my education and that's, that's when I began to see. So yeah. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's where I kind of began seeking some, um, you know, outside reading, right? Learning from other preventative medicine doctors and kind of taking my own educational path from there on out. And now we're here. So can you give any, any examples? Like, are you, a, do you have a plant-based diet based on when you mentioned like meat and dairy and? Yeah, well, I, I did go down that route. Mm -hmm. Um, I certainly did. There was, uh, this was two, three years back. I went fully vegan, mm -hmm. um, for, for around a year. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I definitely think for most people it could work. Um, it wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. I, I think the most important thing for people to pay attention to is nutrient density, making sure you're getting the right amounts of nutrients and vitamins within your body mm -hmm. is very, very important. 
And one of the things that I've, I guess, evolved into more so recently is the energy behind it all, mm-hmm. right? Understanding with meditation that and quantum physics and all these other sciences that everything is actually energy. And one of the most important things, it was a big realization for me is to not judge the food, the food that we eat, be grateful for it. Even if it's something that you know in your mind is not good for you, Mm -hmm. don't judge it. Enjoy the food. You know, if you know, for example, sugar, for example, is one of the things that, you know, we hear a lot is it's not good for us. If you have a cake and you're at a birthday party and you want the cake, enjoy the cake. You yeah. know, the fear and the judgment of the food is is just as toxic as the food can be. Um, oh, you know, so. that is beautiful and so yeah. powerful. I was actually just at a coffee and some we were talking about aluminum and um, the, you know, how aluminum kind of seeps in with, through you know, if you're if you're baking with um, like tin foil, aluminum foil, you know, and then it kind of seeps in and then it gets into the body. And so there were some great points being made about avoiding aluminum getting into the body. And there was a counterpoint of, well, also you can kind of befriend aluminum as an example or sugar or whatever, where it's like, you know, you don't want to overdo it and you don't want to like make the choice. You wouldn't be like, I'm going to choose to ingest aluminum, but it's also like, um, you know, you want to be careful, but you can also kind of choose peace and acceptance. And so it's a beautiful balance. And like you say, with with sugar, as an example, this is speaking from somebody who has a sweet tooth and um, don't we all (laughs) it's very convenient for me to be like, yes, have the cake. Thank you, Justin. (laughs) (laughs) But Um, but I love what you're saying about like the, how the mind and the energy behind it, because if we're so critical of ourselves or we're critical, you know, we get into that kind of mindset of guilt, shame, being critical, judging, um, that that is also having an effect on us. It's kind of like, um, you know, we learn so much about how stressful stress is on our bodies and then we get stressed about being stressed. You know, it's like, uh, that's ironic and a a paradox. You know, now I'm worried because I'm too stressed. And so on top of my stress, I'm I'm like worried about the damage I'm doing because of my stress. Yeah, yeah. It becomes this this feedback loop, you know, and and I think that should just enjoy it all. You know, it's like, of course, have set the intentions for being healthy and understanding, you know, our bodies are our temples for our spirits to reside in and that you know, you certainly want to provide it nutrients. You want to eat well and, and show it love, Mm -hmm. but also there, you know, we're, we're here, you know, we're here in one life, you know, enjoy the sweets, enjoy all the foods you can, you know, from all the different cultures and just with gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that pass. I appreciate (laughs) it. (laughs) So I'm curious. Um, I love that you explored being vegan and I'm, and and I'm not vegan. I am vegetarian. I've been vegetarian for many, many years. I guess it's technically I'm a pescatarian because I also sometimes eat fish and I eat dairy. Um, and that for me, again, it was decades ago, like it's, you know, I don't even think about it anymore, but, um, but I'm not an athlete, you know, so I'm, 
not necessarily trying to get my nutrients right. You know, for me, it was more of an ethical thing. Like I, I remember reading, uh, I think it was The Art of Happiness by the Dalai Lama. And there was like one line. It wasn't like a whole chapter. It was just a one line kind of off the cuff. He mentioned somebody ta- asking him why um, the monks were vegetarian. And his answer was like, respect for all life. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, I'm going to try it. And, you know, blankety blank years later, I, it still resonates with me. I'm not even Buddhist, but I mean, I do love the Dalai Lama. Who doesn't love the Dalai Lama? But, um, but when you're working with um, the body as this like finely tuned instrument, you know, where it's like you're trying to perform and like really get the body at its peak performance. So there is there are different demands that you're putting on your body than what I am. I'm curious about the nutritional demands and how like the vegan lifestyle, was there anything that you found from that where you were needing different sources or was it just more of a convenience or if you feel like going into that? Yeah, we could certainly go into it. Well, at the time, it was it was certainly for me ethical reasons. I started you know, going down the rabbit hole of how these animals are treated, um, you know, in these, in the conventional way that they're, they're raised. And that was a big thing for me to kind of transition into being vegan for a little while was that, Oh, this is, this is not a, the right way to do things. And I believe we vote with our dollar as well. Mm, you know, beautiful. we really, we really vote what we vote with our dollar. When we go to buy things in the grocery store, we're, we're showing companies where we're putting our value at and where we're putting our attention and energy at. So for me, it was a stance of, I, I want to support. Um, I don't want to support that industry in that way because mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessarily doing uh, the best for our environment and for our plants and or for our, for all of us, for our planet. Um, mm-hmm. So that was what happened with that. And um, also with the nutrient end of things, I did struggle a little bit to put on muscle mass and, um, I know certainly from the game changers and all these uh, vegan documentaries that That's people do what it. it is. Very, I was trying to yeah. think of what I, I love that documentary. Yes. Yeah, game yeah. changers. Yeah. Game changers. Yes. And, and that, you know, you could certainly do it very effectively. Um, you know, it, it really depends on how intentional you are with it and mm-hmm. paying attention to your calorie intake and paying attention to your goals. Of course. Um, but I, I certainly lost a little bit of muscle mass, I think, during that time. But I was still fairly strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it, it was just more of, it, it just evolved into um, more of the, the nutrients and, and wanting to get some of that muscle mass back. And Yeah, yeah, certainly that. And um, just some, some awakenings to, you know, that... Uh, being a little bit less restrictive. I, I think okay. that was something that occurred where I got very, very restrictive in my mindset okay. because I built up all of these belief systems around food. And I think a lot of people in the health and win, health and wellness industry, we tend to do that as we read all these, you know, nutrition textbooks and we get all this knowledge and information and we eventually form very strong beliefs. Mm-hmm. And these beliefs really create a rigid kind of mindset and perspective around how we view certain things. And I noticed those walls within my mind and through meditation practices, my mind began to expand and realize, Oh, okay. We could, could, I could be a little bit more flexible. You know, you can make peace. 
Yes, I can be, yes, make peace. And um, right now I, I'm fairly flexible. I, I eat very healthy, but I try to, uh, I try to have grass-fed meats and mm. um, because grass-fed meats have a lot of nutrients in them. And one of the things that I learned from Paul Check is to, uh, to bring the consciousness of the animal into your body. You know, having respect when we eat the, the animals that we eat, that yes, they're life, but we can, we're bringing their consciousness into our consciousness to evolve to some level and to give back to life. So that's beautiful. I mean, that mindfulness that you're putting into it, um, I, I feel like if you can cultivate that habit of just being mindful, you know, it's with something like a multi or, you know, multi day, no, like throughout the day you have to eat, you know, most people do and unless you're fasting, but, um, but that is, you know, you get these multiple opportunities throughout the day where it's like, okay, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna take something in, I'm going to be mindful. I'm going to bless it or, you know, and, and notice it and appreciate it. You know, um, when we come into gratitude, that's a really expansive, it's very expansive for our energy field. So, um, because we eat so frequently, it can be like a wonderful opportunity to, to just take a moment to be like, yeah, what am I bringing into my body? Thank you. And, um, yeah, that's beautiful. Yes, that's a, that's an important point. You know, being grateful. You know, mm-hmm. gratitude is the emotion of receivership, and when we're grateful for the food that we eat, we receive it much better. You know, mm-hmm. we take in the nutrients. Whereas, if we're looking at the food, and you know, we're maybe with family and friends during the Thanksgiving season, we're like, oh, I, I cut out sugar in my diet, and now my family's like, oh, let's have cake, and mm-hmm. you you're kind of in this dilemma of like, should I have the cake? Should I enjoy it? Yeah. But you go ahead and eat it in fear. You know, your body's not going to really uh, digest it very well. You know, yeah. just, okay, I'm going to be grateful for this. I'm going to open up my heart and be like, wow, I, I'm so blessed to even have this food on my plate. To mm-hmm. even have anything on my plate is a blessing. You know, right. there's so many people that are starving and that don't have food. You know, mm-hmm. what can I be grateful for? absolutely is important. Yeah. Well, I love, as you were telling your story also just about, um, the, you talked about the textbooks, you know, how, when you were learning about nutrition, like your first exposure, well, I guess you talked about the magazines that you were getting a lot of information even before college. But once you started taking those nutrition courses, you were learning, you were having access to information, but you started to question even, the information that you were getting and looking for other sources. And um, it seems clear just even in the few minutes that we've been speaking that you're, you're, you're thirsty for like, okay, what's really going on? Okay, what's underneath that? And now what's underneath that? And then how can I get like even more expansive? And is this restricting me? And do I have freedom? Am I free in my thinking? And, um, but you also are, are quite young, but it's just remarkable that there's been such opportunity for transformation and continued expansion, even, um, in a, in a rapid way, it seems to be very accelerated with you. Um, and 
it's very, I think, I mean, from my perspective, this is something that I'm seeing happening, I feel like, with the younger generation. Um, you know, I'm 43, so I'm I'm just around different people than, than you are. But when I'm around, um, I don't even know what, I don't, I get confused about the generation, so I won't <laughs> label you, but I'm, I'm Gen X, if you even know what that is, because there's like this <laughs> tiny population, I'm like between two, two generations, but, um, and, but there seems to be this acceleration that's particularly happening, um, where it's kind of like this, not only is there access to a lot of information, but it's this like critical thinking that's happening of, of like really wanting to cut through and not necessarily like take for granted what's being fed. Oh, fed while we're mm. talking about nutrition. But um, <laughs> I don't even know what my question is, but I wonder if that resonates with you at all. Are you seeing that with, or do you feel more like an anomaly, I guess, is kind of what I'm curious about. Yeah, well, it's... Um it's interesting because I think there is an, an awakening that's occurring, mm -hmm. um, especially right now, like in this, in this time in history, a lot of people are beginning to, um, I, I, you know, quote unquote, wake up, you mm -hmm. know, and, and really start to connect to a, a higher version of themselves. And um, I, I think it's a, it's also, it's definitely the information. It's mm -hmm. definitely having access now more than ever. We have, at the tips of our fingers, so much information at our fingertips. And it's really, um, it really expands our minds when we're able to see all this information. And some people go down the rabbit hole and you know, their minds are just searching for that information. And other people seek ent entertainment and, you know, maybe escape um, searching for deeper questions. And my mind has just always been that way. It's, um, I, I had some, my mom passed away in 2017 in college. And that was a big, big dark night of my soul because a lot of my identity, I guess, was built around doing things for my mom and mm. wanting to be successful for her. And the amount of love that I had for her was, you know, so strong that when she transitioned, it really um, begged me to act ask those, those bigger questions of what is God, you know, what is, what is my purpose? You know, all these deeper questions that sometimes we wait till later in life to ask. And that led me down the path of meditation. And I think we could really uh, accelerate our, our understanding of things when we meditate mm -hmm. because we're, we're getting out of our, uh, you know, our, our minds and we're getting into a higher mind. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're kind of, ideally transcending the ego or at least starting to step into that direction where we see ourselves from a higher perspective. Um, and that's one of the things, I mean, I love how you use mindset training and you're kind of using it in terms of the physical body. And it's very clear that you are identified much more than just the physical body. And it's, it's also very clear that what's coming through is much older than the body that, that you inhabit. So I talk about how young you are. Obviously, you are uh, much older in terms of soul. But um, 
but I haven't explored a lot on this podcast the the mindset in terms of the physical body because often with meditation, at least like in in where I the space that I play in, um, there's kind of this um, where you know meditation is a tool to identify beyond the body, kind of like what we were just talking about. Um, but there's also there is service in seeing ourselves as um, seeing the body as a, a vehicle and an important vehicle because you know there's like I don't want to pick on transcendental meditation but just the the trans transcending the body like if we're using meditation to get outside of the body and which is okay it's no judgment but it's just the um, if we have the mindset that this body is an impediment to our growth, then we're missing the opportunity to see the purpose. Like we are here in physical form and there's value in that. You know, there, we're learning in a way that we can't learn without the physical body. So, and then of course you have the masses who are, perhaps only in many, many cases, only identifying with the body, you know, and not seeing that there's something bigger, like there's like such a separation um, where it's like, I'm a body and a personality and that's it. And then once this is gone, it's all over. Um, But anyway, so I'm very curious about how you use mindset in your own um, your own journey and also with your clients, because I know you've got that nutrition focus and exercise. And so how do you put it all together? Yeah. So the, this, this really occurred these past few years with learning about the subconscious mind. Um, I came across a few books that really struck me. Like they really just hit me right at the soul level where I was reading it and I was like, Whoa, this is something that that I know, but I, I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, it's it, it familiar, like, but I haven't learned it yet. Yeah. Yes. 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 In and this body. <laughs> it, yes. And it, it just, it just led me down the path of learning about the subconscious mind very deeply. And I went ahead and got certified in NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming similar to, oh, right. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, Tony Robbins kind of uses it. Um, he, he doesn't really claim that he uses it, but um, he's one of the kind of main people that people can kind of associate with NLP. Um, there, there's a few other big teachers with NLP, um, but also hypnotherapy and timeline therapy. So hypnotherapy, a lot of people, when I say I'm a hypnotherapist, they're like, oh, you're going to hypnotize me. <laughs> well, it's just like we we get hypnotized all the time. You know, mm-hmm. we get hypnotized by watching television. We get hypnotized by watching movies. And hypnotherapy is also in guided meditations, right? When you're going through a guided meditation, you're being hypnotized into close your eyes, calm your breath down. You know, this is, this is hypnotherapy, hypnosis to some level. And then timeline therapy, which is really going through somebody's past, present, and future and looking at whether or not they want to pursue that timeline or if they want to jump to a different timeline essentially or another quantum very quantum yes and Mm -hmm. that's where I I led down the the understanding of the subconscious mind and that 95% of us 
95% of us is subconscious. So for the listeners, you can kind of think of it like the, um, the infamous iceberg photo, right? Where mm-hmm. you see the cap of the iceberg that's above the water is 5% of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. But when you look below the water surface, 95% of the iceberg is sitting beneath it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's our subconscious mind, 95% of it. And only 5% of our mind is sub is conscious, right? So a lot of people, you know, affirmations are great, but a lot of people think that that they're that they're really changing their subconscious mind with the affirmations when the the most important part is really feeling it within your body subconsciously and truly changing your nervous system to embody a new program, essentially. So mm-hmm. That is one of the things I I use with my work now is meditation, is helping people go inward, slow down your brain waves to actually get into the operating system of the subconscious mind, which is in your alpha, theta, and delta brainwave states, right? You really need to slow, we, I keep saying you, but we need to slow down our brainwave states to enter into the subconscious mind to change those limiting beliefs. You know, we've been programmed subconsciously from zero to seven years old with a lot of beliefs that we might not want to believe anymore. You know, Mm -hmm. it depends on how your parents were or what your upbringing was, but a lot of people have been told that they're not enough or that they, they're not powerful, whatever that their parents told them. And And society reinforces. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And yeah, whatever we watch on TV and it's, it's now we have the power to, to change ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. there's no more excuses anymore. We all have the, we have the tools out there to learn this and that there's no excuses to bring the generational trauma that has been created from our past generations into the future. Mm-hmm. I think now more than ever, it's important for us to, and this is why I'm so passionate about meditation because it's, it's important for us to heal these things, you mm-hmm. know, for us to really take, take a second before you go have kids before you get into yeah. a relationship and, and you, you know, you do all these things in the world, let's take a moment to really look at the inner traumas that we've been through and, and begin healing them. And that's what I'm working on myself. And, and I think one of the things I tweeted today is that we can only, we cannot love others. We can only love others to, to the capacity at which we love ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning that if I want to heal the world or heal others, we got to heal ourselves first. Yes, you know? so true. And I love how you bring up the subconscious and the the you know the iceberg, because the way that I see it as well is the more you go into this healing and the more you come into awareness of the subconscious and of the programming, it's like that water level is lowering, and you're exposing more and more of that iceberg so that you actually start to have access to what used to be hidden. So for example, those, those thought programs and the, the different you know, belief systems that are such an integral part of who you are right now that aren't serving. You know, like you said, you carry these things that your parents, for example, have told you are important from the time you were so formidable and you're like trying to figure out the world and you're like, oh, okay, it's really important to be on time. I I bring up time a lot because it's so relatable. We're all, even though it's an illusion, we are all living with it. So it's like, 
you know, and that's one that, you know, was I remember like learning the value of like, oh gosh, it is really important to be on time. Like that was something that I had to learn. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, it just becomes so embedded in who you are. Like, oh, I really strive to be on time because it's important. Well, who told you it was important? My family, Mm -hmm. you know, that's where that came from. Is it? I mean, yeah, it is. But like, do I need to like get really upset about it? You know, because I'm running late. Somebody's causing me to be late. Somebody's late when I'm expecting them. Like, how important is it really, you know, that for what it can trigger within me? And so it's kind of like that for so long was a subconscious thing. And it's something that I still struggle with because it has been so deeply ingrained, you know, that it's like, it's just a, it's like one of those things. It's like a a gimme, like, yeah, it's really important to be on time. That's like, there's so much respect tied to it and all of that stuff. Um, but sometimes that doesn't serve me because sometimes I look at somebody who's running late and then I go right to disrespect, you know, and it's like, well, that might not be the case, you know, but just as an example of like the things that I use, the programs I used to be able to, be able programs I used to choose to run without really questioning them were under the water from the iceberg perspective. And it's like, as you kind of come into this deeper understanding and this questioning and this, like, what isn't serving me? Like, where are these triggers coming from? It's like, we start to expose and, and then our awareness expands. It's like, oh, I wasn't even aware of that, but now I am. You know, so there's this opportunity to get to know ourselves more and to heal, like you say, and the power of healing ourselves. I mean, that was so beautifully said. We can't heal others until we do the the work ourselves. Um, And then the way that that ripples out is incredible also. Yeah, yeah, it's and and that's where, you know, your work comes in and meditation comes in is is us being the observers of the thoughts, you know, that was one of the greatest realizations that I had in my first meditation um, years back. I I was, I thought I was my thoughts. Mm. And I think that's what, you know, that's kind of what the awakening is for many people is realizing that, oh, I'm not actually my thoughts, mm. that I'm actually the consciousness, the observer of those thoughts. And then from there, you could just sit and observe your thoughts and meditation and see what comes up. You know, and I, I encourage all the listeners that, that are listening now to do that. You know, take a moment in the, in the beginning of the day to just sit with yourself for 30 minutes and see what comes up. See, just observe. Mm-hmm. Observe. And don't, don't judge it. Just listen to it and, and love what comes up and write it down. And then say, okay, this is what's coming up. This is not who I am. Do I want to enforce these beliefs or do I want to disempower them and install new beliefs and understanding that you have the power, we have the power to empower new beliefs within ourselves. Mm, That's beautiful. Empowerment is so critical where we are right now in time, societally, you know, this is just getting more pronounced as far as, you know, being able to be in your power and, and staying in that power is critical, absolutely critical. Um, so you talked a bit already about when you lost your mom Mm -hmm. and I wondered if you wanted to go into this a little bit more because it seems like this was a real reset 
for you um, in terms of, like you, you mentioned, you know, um, questioning kind of what's going on spiritually and things like that. But it also seemed to be a big turning point for you in terms of where you wanted to take your life. Um, so do you, do you want to talk a little bit about how that was like an impetus for you? Or maybe I misunderstood. Maybe it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it was certainly a, a, a pivotal moment in my life. And, um, this was my junior year of college and I was, um, getting ready to go into my spring semester of college. And my mom, uh, during winter break, um, she ended up passing away due to, uh, essentially like a gallbladder issue. Um, it was a hardening of her gallbladder. And, um, I was with her during the whole time through, throughout going to many hospital trips. We were at one hospital for a few days, and then we ended up transitioning up to another hospital up in, uh, UPenn, um, in Mm -hmm. Pennsylvania, because at the time I was in New Jersey. And, um, it was a very challenging time because my mom was, she was, uh, you know, everything to me. Aww. And uh, yes. And uh, yes, when, um, when this all occurred, it's, it really rocked my world because I was getting ready to go into, I was a pre-medicine student at the time, actually, mm-hmm. and I was getting ready to go into organic chemistry. I was getting ready to take a really tough semester, but there was something that happened in the hospital when I, I, I remember watching her transition. I was in the ICU room with her while she transitioned and holding her hand and witnessed, you know, witnessed the, all of the monitors, Mm. you know, the whole thing and witnessing her take her last gasp of air essentially. Oh my goodness. Um, it's so, so I'm glad that I, I'm, you know, looking at myself, my future self now, my past self, I'm glad I sat through that because it was a, it was a moment that, um, I'll never forget. And, uh, where am I going here with this? Um, yeah, she, so after she transitioned right there in the hospital, I was with my loved ones and with my, one of my good best friends. And I remember telling him that, that I'm going to crush the semester, essentially that I'm going to, I'm going to do very, very well this semester. And it became a motivation for me to some level. It inspired me. And, and it also made me realize that life is very short, mm-hmm. that we are only here in this body for a temporary amount of time. So let's go out and live, you know, let's mm-hmm. go out and, and like, and eat the cake, eat the cake. Yes. <laughs> eat, the, <laughs> eat the cake, go, go travel, go, go live your dreams, make them, make your dreams happen. You know, for everybody that's listening, your dreams are your dreams for a reason. Mm-hmm. You have them for a reason. And the reason is to create them. They're not here to just dream about them. They're here to bring them into the three-dimensional reality and make them happen. Mm. So, you know, her death really triggered my mindset to get into high gear and go go create your dreams. So Mm. I ended up transitioning into modeling and, uh, you know, got featured in a bunch of magazines. And, uh, you know, I'm not really down that path anymore, but it led me down that path of just like, go do it. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. It's, it is such a blessing, as you say. I mean, it's so difficult to have to go through that and to watch somebody transition, but also so beautiful that you were able to be there with her and, 
and witness that and help, you know, even if she, I don't know how lucid she was, but, you know, to have that kind of energy around is beautiful. Wonderful. Yeah. 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 So I'm wondering um, about your nutrition focus right now. Um, do you have any like tips or hacks or anything that that you want to share with us now in terms of nutrition? Uh, yes, I can. I can certainly give some tips. Um, I do have a. I own a supplement company now, so Just Integrity is really came um, into full fruition this past year with with all components of mind, body, and spirit. So now we offer supplements. We have uh, CBD and ashwagandha, corella, collagen peptides. We have a mushroom complex with lion's mane and chaga and reishi and all the good, all the good mushrooms for the brain. And, um, and that's, that's definitely something that I encourage people to, to use is, is supplements. You know, if you have nutritional gaps, um, and, and I guess where I'll start off is first get a blood panel okay. for anybody who's listening see a, a naturopathic doctor in your area or even with your, your primary care physician and ask them to do a full blood panel because that's where you really get to see what's under the hood, you know, what's under, underneath your body, um, what's going on throughout your, you know, your vitamins, your hormones. You want to get all those panels done and your, your, everything within your blood. You want to get that drawn and see where you're at. And then from there, start with eating uh, foods that are coming from nature. I think that's first and foremost, you know, make sure that what's on your plate, you could recognize it in nature. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's a very, very simple philosophy to follow is everything that you consume. Is it actually coming from earth or is it some man-made substance, right? Yeah. That's a very good principle to kind of dictate your nutritional, um, decisions from, and then from there, you know, take another blood panel every six months, see where you're at. And if there's gaps that you need to fill, for example, vitamin D is one where a lot of people are deficient, deficient. in, mm -hmm. go ahead and get a supplement um, and, and get outside and get sunlight as well. But if you need to have uh, something to fill those nutritional gaps, supplementation is great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. I take a lot of supplements myself and, um, and I, I did that a few months ago. I had the blood work done. And, and it's so helpful because that starts to identify before you get the symptoms. It can show you where those gaps are. So it's like, oh, you're, you know, for me, one was testosterone. You know, it was like your testosterone's a little bit low. And I had a functional, I have a functional medicine doctor. And she was like, it's, it's not like so low that I would recommend a supplement for that case in particular. But you could start doing like push-ups, you know, or, or something to kind of stimulate some muscle um, mass or, or, you know, stimulate your muscles a little bit to kind of get that testosterone going. But what's beautiful about that is seeing the body as a system, you know, rather than like, oh, okay, well, you have, um, you know, now you've got these symptoms that are showing up and we call these symptoms, this disease or whatever. And now here's your prescription. So go fill that and we'll let, let the, you know, we'll fight the fire rather than, you know, let's just make sure that things are calm and the flames are put out before they 
start to spread and, you know. Yes, yes, yes. And another thing that's coming to mind too is, is fasting. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes actually not consuming food because our bodies know how to heal. They are naturally healing themselves every second, you know. Every, every second, this fact really blew my mind. Every second we're losing 25 million cells and regrowing 25 million new cells, you know. Wow. So, and we're not thinking about that. You know, mm-hmm. that's subconsciously being done by our autonomic nervous system. So abstaining from food, you know, taking a day out of every week. I used to do this very consistently and I probably will start doing it again. But every Sunday, maybe take a day where you just don't eat and you just mm-hmm. have water and good, good electrolytes, you know, have some sea salt to make sure you're staying hydrated. But abstaining from food as well can really allow your body the time to just do what it needs to do. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. we're just constantly shoving stuff down our faces and our body could just use a break from it all. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's awesome. And, and intermittent fasting, I don't know if you, do you do intermittent fasting I, I actually find myself, I tend to do intermittent fasting pretty much mm-hmm. every day. Um, I usually won't eat until around 12, 1 o'clock mm-hmm. um, typically. And it's just kind of naturally it happens. Um, yeah. But I was doing it more consciously in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm finding myself doing that more and more where I just, like you say, just naturally eating later and then trying to be mindful about not eating so much like after dinner, you know, like, okay, after dinner's done and now I'm, now I'm off, you know, um, that can be kind of a, a, some low hanging fruit. Although it's hard for me to not get a coffee in the morning. So I'm kind of like, I'm intermittent fasting and I'm having a coffee. So I guess I'm not really (laughs) intermittent (laughs) fasting, but you know, it, it is what it is. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I, I, I can like totally fast. But what about, um, are you into like parasite cleanses at all? This is another one that has, keeps coming up in my world. I'm getting hit by the universe continuously at the moment that it is time to do another parasite cleanse. Um, I don't know if you no, have. No, that, that no. is not something I've ever come across really. I've, I've seen some more things lately. Mm-hmm. But I've never done one. No. Okay. Um, one of the yeah, things, I mean, I did one last year and it was, it's all herbal. So it's like just taking kind of herbal supplements. I can't even remember now, honestly, which ones. But what I like about it is you don't have to change your diet. So I've done a variety of different cleanses. I've done cleanses where it's like you can have five oranges a day and a raw salad and one cooked vegetable. And, you know, it's very prescriptive. Um, and it turn, it the way that it's set out, you can eat a lot, but it's all raw and it's, you know, it's and you do that for like nine days. And I think that takes care of a lot of parasites and, and so it takes care of a lot of things. Um, and I've done a liver gallbladder cleanse where you just have apples and apple cider and apple cider vinegar. No, not apple cider, apple juice, apple cider vinegar. And then you do like an olive oil, lemon, Epsom salt thing at the end. And that's for a short period, but it's very intense. Um, And again, I'm like having flashbacks to the coffee that I had this morning, the coffee group chat that I had, because this was a topic that kept coming. This is one of the ways I've been getting hit by the universe that it's time again (laughs) for this parasite cleanse. But what I appreciate about the parasite cleanse is that 
you take these supplements for like 30 days or, or however long it is, but it's like a longer duration, but you don't necessarily have to change your diet because it's like the herbs are working on, um, they're kind of working with the parasite life cycle um, regardless of what you eat. And I'm sure you can like change your diet to help amplify it, but um, it's really more of a making sure you ingest. I know black walnuts one and um, I think garlic and, and there are different ones, but um, so that's on the horizon for me. I already know I just need to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, the new year's coming right up. That's know, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, with detoxing, getting into infrared sauna, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think it's so important too. you know, the infrared saunas release your, our sweat releases three times more toxins than our urine, you know, really? so, so getting in a sauna or, or just getting outside to sweat is our mm-hmm. natural detoxifier. It's built into our body, you know? Mm-hmm. So for those that are listening, you know, if you have a sauna at your gym or you could purchase some for relatively cheap, um, you know, getting the infrared panels on there to get those certain uh, light spectrums going and penetrating throughout your body. Very, very important to help with collagen production, help with uh, releasing the any toxins within your body. So mm. I encourage that as well. Yeah, that's great advice. Thank yeah. you. Okay, well, how can people find out more? about Justin Rice. Yeah, yes, of <laughs> course. Um, everything you could find on our website, uh, justintegrity.com. So it's uh, J-U-S-T-I-N-T-E-G-R-I-T-Y. And that's the company that I founded a few years back. And it has everything that I'm creating on there. So from mind to body to spirit, everything that I'm creating for the world is on there to find out. So Okay. And I'll just say you, you have a beautiful presence on Instagram as well. So I recommend that you follow it's, I am Justin Rice. Is that right? Correct. Yes. On there. Cause you have a lot of like, uh, frequent inspirational, like, um, seeds that you plant for people to consider. And, and, uh, I, I, I always am like a resounding like, yes, when I read those. <laughs> so, so I definitely, uh, recommend that as well. So, well, thank you so much. What a beautiful discussion. It's been such a joy to, to get to talk to you today. And thank you for all the beautiful work that you're doing. Um, and just keep it up. Like I said, you're just like accelerated in, in all of this, all of these, um, the wisdom that is presenting to you that you are passing on. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me and, and thank you for all the work you're doing. Let's let's keep going. Let's keep going. Absolutely. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much, Justin. And thank you for listening. Be sure to check out Justin. I'll have all of his information in the show notes. And please share this episode and help spread the light. And I look forward to the next meditation conversation.